give it up for all the moms in this place. And I'm talking, you're going to get to do that in just one more second, but I'm talking moms, grandmoms, great-grandmoms, mother-in-loves. I'm talking um, the ones who are great influencers who may have um, not had the opportunity to have children yet, some who just don't want children. You know, they just always want to borrow everybody else's and then push them away. But here's what I want to say to you. All of these moms make you and I who we are today. Now, can we give it up for our moms? Woo! You rock moms! Yeah! If you are a child in this place and you are sitting next to your mom, tell her, boy, you look good. Just tell her you look good. Oh, and I just love to see the smiles on the mom's face. It's like, <laughs> boy, you haven't said that in a long time. Do it again, okay? <laughs> well, you know what? You know, everyone has had a mom in this place, and um, everyone has had, if you haven't had your biological mom, you've had somebody who's cared for you, a foster mom, or, and, and we're giving it up for them today to uh, a person who's adopted uh, child. Those are very special people. There are teachers that are sitting in here today, and you have children all over this place. You and your influence out at s in the schools, um, out at the workplace, your neighbor's friends, whoever it may be, there are just women in here that are like Deborah's. They don't have children, but they just love children, right? And they're being honored today. I don't know if you can hear this, but there's a ring. Does that bother you guys? I'm a little ADD, so I might start twitching. So just, you know, hang in there with me, okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's going to get real here today. Um, so um, let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for every single mom who's here today. And I thank you, God, that you, you created us to be so different from men. You've designed us with a great purpose. And you allow us to bring atmosphere and to usher in your presence in a way that nobody else can. So, God, I thank you for the moms in this place. I thank you for the women who want to be moms. And I speak that they will someday, in Jesus' name, have new life, either it be through themselves or a different plan with you, but that you will give them the opportunity to mother. God, I thank you for the moms who are here today who have lost one that has gone way too early before time. And Lord, for whatever reason it is that they're not here, I ask you to deeply do something special. Wrap your arms around them today. And Lord, I pray that if they have other children, you would just help them magnify the goodness that you have put in them as they continue on to influence their lives on earth. I thank you, Lord, for women today on maybe the first Mother's Day, God, or like me, it's the third without my mom. Lord, I ask now again for those arms to hold them tight. We love you, God. Let this message be your words and not mine. Let your spirit be evident in this place. Let it literally blow a wind and open the ears of 
older adult children and even young children in this place and open the ears of moms in this place that they would hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying for this moment in this hour for it is not by any reason other that you drew us here all of us here today by your spirit Lord have your way have your way have your way in all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, okay, Pastor, you're going to have to like, my mouth is dry. <gasps> all right. And it's just the beginning. Oh, and how much time do I have? Come up here and whisper it. I don't want them to know. <laughs> Five minutes. What for what? Yeah. <laughs> I always wondered what God was doing when he put us together. We're so stinking opposite. But I'm going to preach a message on that, and you're going to like it. Okay, anyways, the Lord gave me a revelation when I was preparing for this message, and I found myself just weeping like, oh, God, forgive me for all the times this stinking thing got me in trouble. Okay, and that happens with moms, doesn't it? Listen, I want to share a couple of momisms with you and see if you can help me finish the sentence. Because I think some of us, many of us in here, have all experienced some of these things. So here, let's go. Let's see if I can blow this up. I kind of need, like, Ampale up here to work all my little things. <laughs> okay. So, why? Because I... That's why, right? Listen, I'm going to give you to the... You got it. Listen, it's all fun and games until someone, <laughs> tell you that one, I don't know is not, you got it. You know what, I would never have talked to my, yeah. Guys, I am not running a, A treadmill. No, I haven't been lately. <laughs> Good one. I am not running a taxi service. How many times have we heard that? Whoa, yeah. Okay, hold on. Almost done. Oh, my phone is not supposed to do this. We said it this time, and so it would just not close off. Praise the Lord. And it just didn't. Okay. And here's just a couple of more. You know what? If somebody were to jump off a cliff, I mean, come on. How many times have you been asked that question? You know what? You need to change that look because someday your face is going to freeze like that. Right? <laughs> and I'm telling you, you need to be disciplined. This is going to me more than it hurts you. So true. And then this was a good one of my mom's because she had six kids and it was like there was a Valerie and a Vanessa. So it was like. Valerie, Vanessa, Valerie, Roger, Splat. And I was like, she's like, just get in the house when I call you. <laughs> and one last one that my mom did that, oh, my golly, I hate it. Because after I became a Christian, I was like realizing she did not know Christ back in the day. And, you know, I had to give her a lot of, um, you know, o overlook a lot of things. I remember mom used to say this. Just think about how funny this is. She'd say, if you don't knock it off, I'm going to knock your head off. I remember one time my, my sister didn't knock it off in the car, and she was like, brush up, brush up. And we were, like, traveling with, you know, six kids across 
the, you know, America to get from Florida to California, that alone is a task, right? And so there she is traveling, and she's like, stop saying brusha, brusha, brusha. And it was from some cartoon or some movie. And then she was like, brusha, you know, just a brusha, brusha, brusha. And finally she turned around and she said, you don't stop saying brusha. I'm going to knock your head off. And I don't know how she did it. We were in Tennessee winding around the mountain. She was driving a motor home. Come on now. And my mom's arm, it was like it grew. You know, and she just beat the snot out of her from the front. And she was like, and all of a sudden she went, pressure, pressure. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, my father. It was hilarious, isn't it? I tell you that. You know, if you'll go ahead and put Genesis 2.18 up on the screen for me. Uh, they're coming out a little weird. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh, that looks weird. Can you all read that in white? Or was that not dark enough? Okay, good. I'm so glad I got it on here because Val can't read it over there. All right. First of all, I just want to share with you that we're influencers, aren't we? We are. And in Genesis um, 2.18, it says, The Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone, so I will make him a suitable, uh, make a helper suitable for him. That's from the NIV. Eve was a helper to Adam, wasn't she? Her purpose, that was just her description, her job description. Adam represented all of mankind. Eve represented all women, correct? So it could be said that Eve was a helper to all of mankind. Don't you think? So what does it mean to be a helper? Um, We looked it up. One who assists, supports, reminds, teaches. All these words can be summed up into one word, influencer. It's interesting to note this in John 14, 26. It says, there's another one who will be the helper. You probably know the scripture already. For Jesus said, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to send the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener. He's going to come from my father above He's the helper. So you know what? I just want to say to you and I, oh, here's one thing. And he will help you remember all things that you've studied or learned. So really, we don't have to say to our children 500,000 times, don't do that. They should just get it right away. (laughs) Because the helper's in us, you know. And we're like walking with power. (laughs) Our job description is much like the Holy Spirit. Isn't that kind of a neat little correlation? So I was wondering how well I did with this because, honestly, I didn't really want to be a mother. Uh, I had wonderful spiritual women in my life, Shar McKinnon, Beth Smith, um, Judy Henry, um, uh, uh, Kathy Van Dunker. I was just nervous to have kids, you know. And um, so I did, and I, I didn't know if I had much confidence in doing it, but you know, I thought, I'll shoot it out to Whitney and Wally and see what they say, send them a text, you know, hey, what do you think are some good things and some bad things dear old mom influenced you in, you know? <laughs> Listen to some of these thoughts. Oh, Lordy. Whitney says, a frozen Coke solves all things. Okay. And Whitney knows, you know, whenever she would be sad or whatever, I'd say after we got done praying or talking it through or if she was mad at her dad, <laughs> I'd say, let's go get a frozen Coke and forget him. <laughs> it was just funny. It was just a funny thing. Love you, honey. 
She was never mad at her dad. <laughs> okay. Um, you never know if you don't ask. That's just basically a scripture all the time. You have not if you ask not, right? And so we talked about that all the time. She'd say, Mom, you get the craziest things from people because you just ask. You're so bold all the time. That's who she is. She won't want to admit it, but it is. My son Wallace says, well, Mom, I don't know if I ever got any advice from you. What the what? <laughs> but I definitely heard a lot of this growing up. Hey, Wallace, will you come on a trip with me? I just have to go to the store and return one thing. Meanwhile, we go to many stores and we buy many things. <laughs> Whitney says it's easy. If you open a door, close it. If you drop it, I'll just go ahead and say it. See if you can help me. If you drop it, pick it up. If you borrow it, give it back. It's just simple things moms teach their kids, right? And this was huge. How many times have I told you, do not try to talk to me from another room? <laughs> Whitney's, yeah, working with a lot of youth. She's experiencing that one right now. Okay. And this one's a huge one. How many of you reserved Saturday mornings for cleaning? Anybody in here? So, you know, before we go out and have fun, we're going to clean up, okay? So if you want to go out and have fun early, you better get up early. And then finally, um, Wallace says, hey, guys, make sure you help carry in the groceries as we both stand there with our hands filled with bags upon bags of groceries. Guys, Whitney says, you need to understand this about your mother. Your dad's the cooker, and I'm the cleaner. Anybody else in here like that would be willing to admit that you're really better at cleaning than cooking? Please, somebody in this place, raise your hand. Goodness, thank you, all those faithful, and to the ones who weren't honest, Lord, deal with them. Oh, oh, and here's the deal. Then she says, hey, guys, um, I want you to help. You know, she's the cleaner, Wallace is right. And then she says, um, why don't you go ahead and um, help with the dishes while I take a nap on the floor. And I've done that quite a bit on holidays, you know. <laughs> There's just some really cute things that they sent, and um, you got to ask your kids that. Hey, Mom, you know, hey, son, daughter, what have I taught you? See, it's interesting to hear their answers. So let's get moving, and I'm good on my time. Whoop, whoop. Um, so today we're going to take a look at a couple of uh, just different ladies in the Bible. Some had children, some didn't have children. We're going to look at Eve. She's the first mother in the Bible. She was the first to be influenced, right? And she was the first one who got influenced by another, right? So from the beginning of creation, the enemy knew he needed to steal, kill, and destroy this woman. He was okay with Adam and the animals. But when the woman came on the scene, he saw what it did to that man who carried the seed the potential of what all mankind would be. This great relationship that would happen with the great almighty God of the universe to come and be with us and love us and know us, correct? And so Eve was this helper. She was this great gift to Adam. She was such an influencer. And whether she understood her role or not, the enemy was aware of who she was. The devil thought, if I can give hold of her, if I could just influence her, if I could get in her ear, she could get in Adam's ear, and I could just really distort this whole creation process, this whole plan of God for the universe. 
he could bring sin into the garden and wreck our lives. Think about it. The serpent didn't speak to anyone else. He didn't speak to any animal. He spoke to the influencer. It's like the old saying Margaret Thatcher used to say. My mom used to say this. I looked it up. (laughs) If you want something said, ask a man. But if you want something done, you better ask a woman. (laughs) I was like, Mom, I can hear you from heaven breathing that right in right now. (laughs) So funny. The devil knew and knows today the power of a woman. She brings seeds of life through her words and actions. Think about it. We carry this baby for nine months. And by the way, don't ever tell us, moms, we don't have patience. That alone proves it. So back it up. Okay. So think about it, though. We carry the baby. We birth the baby. We raise the baby. We nurture the baby. That's a whole lot of influence. Why else would sports influencers say, Hi, Mom. Right? I love it. It's so cool. So Eve was very messed up in the garden. And without a care in the world, she all of a sudden had everything to worry about. Get this. Here she is. She's walking through the garden. It's a great day. It's paradise. Not a care in the world. All of a sudden, the serpent catches her eye. He, she gets caught up. She listens. You know, as women, we tend to do that sometimes. We get caught up. We listen a little bit too much. It's because we're emotional. God made us that way. We want to hear. We want to be able to help. Help her, right? Help her. So she gets doubting the goodness of God. He's putting stuff in her ear, and she instantly believes and buys the lie of the enemy. So in one minute, they started down a a decisive path of things that changed the course of our history. The minute Eve heard that serpent speak about her God, about things that were not true, were unlike his character. She should have said, hold up, wait a minute. My God has done nothing like this with me and Adam. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to hear this. I'm not going to be a party to this. Back it up. I'm out. Whatever it is. Get off that tree. <laughs> you know, whatever she wanted to say. But sh- she didn't. She bought the lie. His plan was accomplished. She should have just been literally, I'm not wrecking what God gave me. How many times have we done that as moms? We, 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 we have a plan and then all of a sudden sometimes this or this gets us in some trouble. She gets caught up. In a conversation, before she knows it, all sin breaks loose, doesn't it? So Eve is a mama. 
who used her influence in the wrong way. She deviated from God's desired plan and for all of mankind. So just like Eve, you and I, we both have a decision every day, men, women, children in here. I don't care if you're the wisest saint in here, if you've been saved for 45 years, we can get caught up in stuff. Don't think because you know a lot of scripture verses that God overlooks that. He doesn't. He's trying to show us something here. Be an influencer of good. And we have that decision to be an influencer of good or evil, right? So let's look at two more women in the Bible. Pastor, will you get me that water? Well, you guys are quiet. Just turn to someone and say smile. <laughs> ah, it's good. Martha and Mary. I love this story. They don't have children that we know of, but I love these women. These women are hilarious. Actually, Ashley had an opportunity to live with me, and we are a Martha and a Mary. It was hilarious. But let's go ahead and read it, if you would. It's found in Luke 10, 38 and 42. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all of the work by myself? Would you tell her to help me? Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried, way, that's my version, too upset about many things. But only one thing is needed. See, Mary has chose what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. We learn a lot about that. And you know what? Martha's bummed that Mary's not helping, right? She tries to get to use her influence to persuade Jesus <laughs> to do something. She did not realize who she was talking to at that moment. <laughs> Jesus helps her to see that she should be influencing others, women, in the way they should be gathering and bringing people together. Because get this, we are social creatures. We are, some of us in here as moms, more task-oriented than people-oriented. Um, in here, we have heard it said before that she was Mary, a worshiper. Martha was a whiner. But she gets this bad rap, doesn't she, Martha? She really does. Uh, my love language is acts of service. Well, words of affirmation first, so... You know, and, but acts of service, I love it. Today, guess what, my husband, I told my husband, I was like, dude, you don't have to buy me anything for Mother's Day. <laughs> He's doing something, him and John are doing something special for Sylvia. They're re-landscaping uh, her yard, and so that's been like the Mother's Day week for her. I'm like, I, I just want an hour. Mother's <laughs> just an hour, please. But here we go. Um. And so, you know, why say Martha was a doer of the word. I have to believe she was also a hearer of the word because, you know, like she entertained him and welcomed him in. She was a woman of hospitality, whatever. She's a doer of the word. Um, but there are like women in here that are get her done people. Maybe some men. Oh, th there was a man back there. He's like, yep, that's me. Get her done. Are you telling the woman that you want her to get it done or are you just, okay, that's me. All right. Um, and then we have the just want to have fun girls. Yeah, that was Ashley. 
girls just want to have fun. She was like one of my youth leaders, and I kept putting her in acts of service things. I want you to get over here, clean up. Just, just clean up this table for me, Ash. Can you, can you do that? It's just, I'm going to say, A, B, C, D. Put them in E, you know? And she just couldn't do it. I'd come out, and there'd be CD left on the table, you know? And I was like, what is wrong with this little girl? Because I kept putting her and trying to put something on her that wasn't who she was supposed to be. Her gift was to influence people joy, love, hope, peace. She got a precious girl living with her right now because that's who she is. And if you're lucky, she'll be a doer and help your husband clean the house because we all know you're not doing it. <laughs> whoop, whoop. My husband's like this. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> Pastor Dan, we're, we are like one in the spirit. I'm like, those, those shoes need to be put it up in their little holders. You know, okay, anyways, move right along. You know, this story can teach us a valuable lesson. I'm going to be real quick with this. Martha had a problem with her sister. I want you to get this this morning. Because as women, we gather, and sometimes we gather, we let the atmosphere go a different way. We gather at church. We gather at dinner. I mean, think about it. If we didn't have our Marthas, we wouldn't have Thanksgiving dinner. We wouldn't have... We should better not be cooking on Mother's Day, okay? That's all I got to say. But we wouldn't have those gathering moments, right? It's not. It's very few times the men, the man is putting all of that stuff together. However, you do it for me all the time. See, it's just a sick world we live in. He does it for me all the time. You don't like to cook? You better find one who will help you organize it. But I clean up after him really good. I stand behind him because he'll, like, have 500 dishes, and I'll be all like, I got my, my groove down, you know. But we can learn something, guys. Listen, she did not, when she got frustrated, get this, she did not go to her brother Lazarus and say, hey, look at Mary. What is she doing? I can't believe it. And I went to Jesus, and he told me to let her sit there. Nothing's going to get done. Who's taking the buns out of the oven? You know what I mean? She needed some helping hand. She was a doer. It was her gift. Mary took, Martha took her problem straight to Jesus. We can learn that today, women. Every man in here say, amen. <laughs> oh, amen. Okay, anyways, honestly, that's a powerful word. And I can't take credit for that. <laughs> um, I can't tell you the preacher's name, but, oh, he's tall. He's got brown hair, glasses. He's really cool. If I think about it, Judah Smith. Judah Smith. There you go. He, he showed this to me, and I think it's really cool. We are influencers. We are influencing people all the time. We influence people at the workplace. We influence people on social media. Watch what you're putting out there, because if it's not Christ-like, don't put it out there. You're making a huge mistake in your influence. If you don't like something that somebody's doing, don't go talk to someone that you can share with. Don't do it. If you really have a problem, there's something we can really teach our kids, guys. We can teach them to stop, drop, and roll. Do what Martha did. She stopped. She didn't drop on her knees, but, man, she rolled her problem out to Jesus. It doesn't say anywhere in the word that she went back in the kitchen and had a conversation and beat down her sister. We've got to get that. God is, he is internally trying to rip that out of me. 
He's given me great opportunities in 2017. And I am like, Lord, I don't want to mess that up. My older children are listening. Sometimes we do things just for the sake of our little children. But it's the older children that still need our influence. They still need to see that ungodly way in us. They still need to see, take the high road, right? Amen. It'll say something to them. Martha's example here was, it was just awesome for our kids. It teaches them to be a better listener. It teaches them to get in his presence. It teaches them, okay, I went, I got in his presence. I didn't like it. I went back in his presence. I said, why? And then I listened. And I think I need to go talk to that person. I need to go do the right thing. Maybe after dinner that night, she said, hey, get in here. Let's eat a piece of cake and talk. I don't know. But I know it says she didn't to the person. Sometimes the spirit of God, well, let's go to Mary. This is quick. Mary was doing the better thing, right? Turn to someone and say, I need to do the better thing. I need to do the better thing. You didn't do it. This couple right here, you didn't do it. Turn to her, tell her, I need to do the better thing. Thank you. They're just like this. They're like, I said, no, you didn't do it. Okay, moving on. You know, person up here tells you to do something. If it doesn't mean take your life, you do it. You know, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, Father, zip this. Okay. Um, sometimes the Spirit of God is just aching to be with us, calling us through all of our busyness. Kyle Eidemann from 40 days, 49 days of lasting change gives this de- definition to the scripture, be still and know that I am God. Listen to what he says. Stillness is simply the silence on the outside and surrender on the inside. That's good, isn't it? Stillness is silence on the outside and surrender on the inside. We've got to find the stillness, guys. We've got to turn off, switch off, shut up, put away in a drawer. I don't even want to see it, like do the little, you, you, you know, the little thing to get in his presence. She was so determined to stay there that day, wasn't she? The better thing. She influences us today to do that, Mary, doesn't she? Get this. Sometimes we say, if I just could get a vacation, men and women think, if I could just get a vacation, oh, man, I'm going to bring the book. Some of us have done this. We've put it on Facebook, you know, looking out over the ocean, We've got our coffee, Starbucks, whatever, favorite mug. Got the Bible open. Got our Devo. But nobody really knows if we really spend time with Jesus, do they? Don't. And yet we do this, don't we, sometimes? We get distracted. Oh, I'll come back to that. I'm coming. I'm coming, Lord. You know, just got to do this first. But when we went on our vacations from a very, very young age, little people, we decided we're going to take time for Jesus on vacations as a family. If we were gone seven days, maybe we just did it twice a week, okay? But we did it, and I want to encourage the moms in here with little people. This is what we did, and it was super cool. We, we just said, hey, we're going to have a, a little, we're going to read a Bible story today. They'd say, what in the world? I don't want to do that. I want to go down to the beach, Mom. And, uh, you know, all the other family members would be hiking it down to the beach at our family beach house. Our kids struggled terrible. I said, listen, I have a question for you. Does Jesus go on vacation from you? No, he doesn't. He gave us this vacation. Sit down. We're going to go to God, you know. 
And we just talked about it. We took time. We did stories. And, and I remember like, oh, Lord, I hope the cleaning ladies aren't looking in here. Not that we were destroyers of hotels. We're not. But, man, we'd have those pillows down, and we'd be like jumping from one thing to another, pretending the storm's coming at us. You know, Jesus in the storm, be still. Everybody freezes. Just fun stuff. Just to get them thinking. And then we just pray, Lord, of course, the prayer was the same. Let us have a good day. Let us have lots of fun at the beach and make the food really good. Just something fun, you know. And we would do that. After a while, the nieces and nephews. Hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, can we come in? So cool to hear the other parents say, y'all got this thing down. You know, it's like the one thing we did right. I don't even know. Our kids learned the importance of Devo when they were little or as they began to grow up. We said, I, I set a little timer, about like three minutes. Said over here, Whitney, here's your little Bible with the pictures. I know she can't read. Why don't you open it up and just talk to Jesus about what you see? Mama's going to take three minutes. I was like, Lord, you got three minutes. Get it. Because they're going to be done. And it's going to go ding, and you're done, you know. For at least that moment. So now I get to watch Pastor Dan Ashley's kids, and we do that. I said to Penny, listen, Grandma just needs to, well, I lay on this little pillow. It's called a bone. I put a heating pad on it because Grandma's getting old. I'm 51 and a half. And so, you know, I, just gonna, I said, Grandma's going to take time with Jesus, and I'll just pray or speak in tongues or whatever and, uh, you know, just talk to the Lord or whatever. And I hear over there, there was a ship and a boat, and she's just talking to Jesus, talking to Jesus. Silas, one day, you know, he learns, pat the Bible. If you're one of his teachers, thank you. Pat the Bible. Pat the Bible, Miss Elena. Miss Ann, the people that are in now, down that hallway, it's priceless. We're, at the, we're, at, we're eating. Kids, they'll talk about Jesus in the bathtub. It's their favorite place. Get clean and get something to eat. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's what we were doing. And all of a sudden, Silas, he just, he just says, Bible, Bible. And all of a sudden, he's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I said, Lord, fill him with your spirit at a young age. You can do it. You can do it. If he's hungry, fill him. Last, one of the last things I'm going to share with you. It's so cool. And I'm going to brag on my kids because I'm the speaker. I'm telling you what, guys. You never know if it sticks, right, with our kids. Some of you have been raised in the church and if you're honest with yourself, you're not really where you want to be. You could probably look at your time as a child or an adult child. Say, I used to be closer to God way back when. God's calling to you today. I got saved on Mother's Day. It was a difficult time in my life. But that was the day I said, God, I'll let you in. You wonder if it sticks. It stuck one time with Wallace. I love it. So cool. Get this. Wallace got up earlier than everybody else one morning. He had his Pop-Tart. He had his favorite drink. And he was laying on the couch. And I came out. I said, hey, son, I'm sorry. We slept in. What are you doing? He's like, oh, mom, I have been watching some preachers today on that TV. And I was like, what? And she goes, he says, yeah. First, I was like watching this woman. Her name is Joyce. She was really funny. Mom, she made me think of you. And he goes, but I did not like her voice at all. I said, okay, what the world? <laughs> and then he says, and then I was watching 
this guy, his name's Jesse, and it's like a Duplano side or something. I said, Jesse Duplano. He's like, Mom, he's so hilarious. And now there's this guy on TV with the name Dollar. And I think it's like, um, I said, Creflo Dollar. And she, he's like, yeah, Creflo Dollar. And he's like, Mom, he's so smart. I was like, it's stuck. We're not even out there. It's sticking. What you've done with your children will never come back empty. You're that mom in here today. You're wondering where your kid's at. Maybe you've got a kid on drugs or you've got something that's not going well in your life. You don't understand. There's just disappointments. The day of Mother's Day for me was just disappointing. My mom was like, I don't know if I I love you, but, man, I don't like you. Sneaking out the window, causing trouble. You're child number five. I can't do it again. You know what I mean? I want to say something to you. You are mighty women of the Lord. And what you deposit now will stay forever. If your child hasn't turned around, don't you dare in for one minute think that your influence of your power and your prayers, that that child won't come home. And you get people around you that will pray. I'm praying for Robin Ann's kids. I hope they don't hear this message. But if they do, get your Zach and we're praying, aren't we? We're going to see it happen. There is an end time coming, and I'll tell you what, what's been deposited in our children is going to rise up because they know the truth. It will set them free, and perhaps for the first time in their life, they will walk because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and they will shake off those heavy things, shake off those lies, and walk in a place where they can walk powerfully side by side with you to the end. Jesus, show the video you are mighty. When we're done with this, it'll be super quick. I promise. I love this video. Jesus. There are those who say that this is ordinary. Can you turn it up? Don't let that fool you. Mother will always be the bravest, least ordinary, most difficult, utterly challenging career that anyone ever hopes to lay claim to. While others might hear, diaper changer, food maker, laundry doer, carpooler, bottle washer, sweatpants wearer, life on hold, want to be doing anything else, woman. The truth is, whether it feels like it some days or not, you are in fact a shelter from the storm. You are a cape of good hope. You are a warrior who will do battle for your children's hearts, souls, attention, innocence, education, and memories. Go to battle, my friends. This is your time. We will hold strong on either side of you. We will pray for those bottles through the dark watches of the night. And when doubt comes and children break, when adults fail them, and when they push and push as hard against us as the day we deliver them into this world, we will not be broken. We may ache and see cracks tear through our hearts but we will get up again tomorrow and we will load the clothes and the words that need to be said again and again and again. 
And when the world tries to claw at them, to break them, to smash the beauty in them, may our walls hold true. May the lessons we've told, the truths we've lived, the life we've spoken into them come back easily, predictably, with wash and repeat ease. Kingdom business, Jesus work, this shaping of souls, this raising tiny humans. There are those that say this is ordinary. Don't buy it for a second. Mighty, you are mighty because you, mother. y'all stand to your feet in this place. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I want to suggest to you today, Mom, that if you're that mom in that video and you're struggling to be like Joshabed, Moses' mom, the enemy was coming to take out the two-year-olds, and she held him away for three months and protected him as long as she could. But then she made a boat, and she crafted that thing as such that that baby couldn't be hurt. And she put the baby in that boat and trusted that as that boat would go down the river, it would float right by King Pharaoh's daughter, the one that had sent out that edict, that thing to cause the children to be killed to and under. And at the right time, she did come out. I can imagine her that moment praying. Oh, God, let nothing get her, get him, keep him safe, get him to the right place. Today, if you're that mom, like my mom was on Mother's Day, put your child in that basket and trust the Lord. Say a prayer. Speak the word of God as Eve was to the mother to speak life and to breathe life. You be that. You be mighty for your child. Listen to the testimonies of the moms in here who've had their children come back. Gather yourself with those kinds of people. Let them influence you in hope. He can do it. And then you let him go in that boat or her in that boat and you send her off into the hands of an almighty God who has destined and knows the plan of that child's life. Your prayers availeth much. They're powerful. Receive that today. Jesus. The best thing you could do today if you're a child in here come home to God especially if you've been raised in it well I got too much to clean up Miss Val that's what the cross was for
That's what the blood does. The blood, blood cleans up. The blood helps us work and walk in righteousness. It's not our righteousness. We're filthy rags, but his righteousness is powerful. Don't believe the lie of the enemy that you have to be cleaned up. You'll miss heaven. Don't do it. So with every eye closed and every head bowed in this place, I don't want you to raise your hands today. This is between you and God, but you know what? I'm going to be up here. If you need to get a hold of me because you don't want to come up here at the end for whatever reason, you text, you get the church, you get my number, you text me. Let me know if this was you. You're that parent that feels like, hey, I haven't done a, and I, I'm not even living for this God. But I've seen some things here that I know I want to emulate. I want to follow the right influences. I want to give them to my kids. You need Jesus. I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. You're that child that's wayward. You know you need to come home. You know it's been the cry of your mother's heart. And you say, today's the day I want to come home. Right where you are, everybody in this place, would you pray this prayer with me? Say, dear God, I know you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And so today I thank you for it. And I want to walk in your victory. And so I ask right now to renew my mind and to break off any heaviness on my life that would keep me from being all that you want me to be. I confess you as Lord and Savior and my soon coming King and I want to walk by the Spirit of God. Thanks for moms. Thanks for moms. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today, there's a scripture verse that's going to go up on the screen. It's 2 Corinthians. Do, do they have that one? It just simply says this, Mom. <laughs> You're an influencer. You know, when you put perfume on, wherever you go, people smell you. They can smell you coming in the door. God wants you to have a sweet aroma on you. So as we leave today, it says this. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. Go into the world, wherever God has you. Go into your home and be that sweet-smelling aroma. Let your influence surround all those that are with you and around you because you're mighty. As you go out today, we have a gift for you. It's this little balm salt thing. You put it in the tub, right? Oh, it's going to make you smell good. I hope it doesn't leave you discolored because there's some different color ones. You might be purple when you get out. That wouldn't be good. But you'll smell good, okay? Just take the blessing. We love you. Mom, guess what? You're the bomb. You're the bomb. Yes. You're the bomb. We love you. Hug your mom. Call your mom. Thank God for your mom if she's gone home. Be a blessing to someone. You are a blessing to the body of Christ. Goodbye. Have a great day. Enjoy your day with your families.